Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Stare deep into my neopixel eyes for this time. For Ask Engineer, it's me, Lady Ada, the engineer with me, Mr. Lady Ada, on camera control, and uh, all sorts of good stuff. We've got a slightly delayed show for you, but it's all good. Yeah, We're still here. Talk about that and more. So let's get right into it, because we do have still a full show, a full hour of Ask Engineer coming up. What's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady Ada? All right, on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about how we're still shipping safe and smart. We'll talk about the team and we thank you so much for placing your order these are some pre-covid photos but guess what we're about to have a bunch of photos that post-covid well i don't know if it'll be post but i'll tell you um not quite done with it but near trying to finish it covid um it's a good opportunity to leave all the things behind that we want to and a good opportunity to change and uh be the best possible company community so these next things, I'm not going to say post-COVID. I'm just going to say, the, say? the next chapter's almost next here. Okay. So we'll have some... Um, next chapter photos. We'll have some photos and more. Uh, Lady A's I, our schedules are about to change, too. So we'll be um, on site at different times, at home different times, maybe even changing some of our shows up um, because we're coming back big, everybody. Uh, we've been hiring... A lot of folks interviewing a lot of folks and um, the demand is really high right now that's really good now we just have to get all these packages shipped we have to get all the orders done and it looks like electronics designed yeah and created it it looks like um 2021 might be one of the best years for adafruit but um you know it, it came at a price over the last year and i'll talk about that in a bit Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady is going to talk about where you can watch the show and tell because we did show and tell and it was, yesterday. It was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big show and tell. Time travel. People around the world show and share their projects. Uh, but time travel is about what's going on in the world of hackers, makers, artists, engineers, and more. We have some news and some interesting things. Python on hardware news, all the news that's fit to slither around. Um, Python on hardware is taken off, and we have our newsletter and some news from the community and more. Made in New York City factory footage and more. We got a time lapse, some 3D printing. We have a very fun one this week. DigiKey and Adafruit present Ion MPI. This week's is from Maxim Integrated. We have some new products. We have some talk secret. We answer your question. We do that on Discord. 28,000 people plus. I think it's like 29. We do that on Discord. Adafruit.it slash Discord. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. So uh, I'm going to do the uh, first question right now. That's your question. And uh, this question is going to lead to um, what's been going on and why did we postpone the show. So someone said, hey, I thought Ask an Engineer was on every Wednesday. 
That's yeah, right. Yeah. And it didn't used to. By the way, it used to actually be what, on Saturday. Saturday. We did it on Saturday nights at 10 because that's when there was the quietest time when we could broadcast, but we were also done with the shipping for the day and more. And like, you know, one time it was just Lady Eight and I. And then, you know, now we're 100 plus people. And MOSFET. So um, w- let's talk about why the show got moved to Thursday. So um, this week was a big week. Um, on Monday, um, Our team has been in pain for the last year, um, more, but the day that we started our adafruit.com slash Black Lives Matter, which I want to take a look at, it was, uh, was last year. And so, um, almost a year ago, you can see our words real, uh, you can see the real time thing that we wanted to, um, get out there and our voices heard. Um, it was hard. We were frustrated. We were angry. We were in pain. There was a, a murder and that was George Floyd. And we wanted to do all the things we could, we could to, to fight against racism. And we made our voices heard. Um, we had a day of mourning for George Floyd's funeral. Um, we, we had our, our team process and, try to understand together what this was. Um, then um, we wanted to come together and figure out, is there justice for Breonna Taylor? Um, accountability and justice in New York City and New York State this is where we are, so acting locally, signing petitions, marching, um, voting. It mattered, and that's why we've always done paid time off for voting, but it really mattered this election and it'll matter every election. We had our resources. We worked with other companies to do the same thing. Um, we made Juneteenth a company holiday. We have all our paid day off um, holidays. Please take a look at those. There's some of them that are that are more than just a day off. Um, we have our day of service, day of uh, paid day off for charity. Um, we did online virtual events, and then we helped the John Lewis. Uh, movie launch right before he passed away uh, good trouble um, you know one of the things that we've always done is celebrate the, the lives of people um, one of the, it's been hard because it's just been a lot of death um, and so we make sure that we had uh, celebrating black voices June Pride Month we had our series of posts about black transgender women from the riots at Stonewall we joined the Stop for Hate Profit campaign, and we decided not to do ads on Facebook, and we told them why. And they eventually said they would change some of their things. Did it work? No, it didn't. We still have a lot of work to do. Um, the fundraising, we put all the places that our team said these are important things to me or in my location. We continued our sponsorship, which we've done before this, was Black Girls Code. We helped demonstrations and protest groups. We got thousands of masks delivered to Black Lives Matter in Great New York. We did our interactive, we started our interactive um, learning kit and we put the files public domain on GitHub so you can look at the Black Lives Matter badge. We have our digital privacy and security measures for staying safe while demonstrating and protesting. We updated our technical documents and we removed old words and we put in new words. So, Better words. Yeah, so there's there's uh, things like blacklist, blacklist and whitelist or like master and slave. 
um, microcontroller out and sensor out for uh, uh, was it Miso? Uh, yeah, Miso and Mosi. It's yeah. like it, it. You can use even the same acronym if you have old documentation. But I actually think it's more clear to say and, microcontroller out and sensor in because it's like it's the microcontroller and the sensor. And one of the things I'm proud is of our community coming together. Teacher contacted us and they said there was a lot of racist content on Thingiverse and they can't they couldn't use it in the classroom and this this is this is bad stuff. This isn't just like hee hee, you know, Peppy the Frog. Um, this was bad this was bad. Um, from swastikas to you name it, it's on there. Um but it, now, it was bad. But you can't see it now because we contacted the CEO of MakerBot and they took care of it right away and we released a statement together. And now they do a better job. Um, the teacher is now able to use uh, the downloaded files and put it in the classroom, and that worked out. Um, we held ourselves accountable. We wanted to just be more than a hashtag or a tweet or an icon change. And every state of the fruit, we have something that we're doing. Some weeks, it's been, let's try to see what we can do in our community for, there was uh, Asian hate that was uh, statistically going up everywhere. And we wanted to make sure we could figure out what can we do. Um, so we're accountable to our own actions and it can't just be a slogan. It can't just be a hashtag. So we got the badge out. We were able to get these finished. Um, Black History Month was 2021. And then we recently had the support and resources for uh, Dante Wright. Um, people that I used to work with, they, they're they using their co-working space for, for donations. And that community is trying to cope with what just happened where um, someone was shot. And the officer said, well, I thought it was the taser, but it was a gun. So... This week, it's been hard, and we moved the show because there was so much going on in the company, and we all, we, we just, there, we couldn't do it, and we wanted to spend the time with the team, so we never cancel Ask an Engineer. Um, you can look at the calendar. We've, we pretty much, we've done it almost, uh, there, was, there was natural disasters, and we still kept going, but this was more important. Um, so there was accountability that happened on Tuesday. Um, a police officer is guilty. This is the first yeah. time. You can actually say he, and, he murdered and, this guy. And now it's, now's the time to, to to work towards justice. Justice has never happened in the first place. And so um, I know folks are always, you know, worried about saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. But there was only one wrong thing, I think, in the last year. And it would have been to do nothing. So please, everybody, stand together. There's a lot of work to be done. And um, I thank our entire team for coming together and constantly giving us a voice and saying, you know, yeah, we're just an electronics company, but um, we can stand up for one another. And uh, you can, we could, we could take a t some time off. We can delay a show. We can have a package ship a little bit later. We can decide, hey, we wanted to get that new product in. But the thing that we can't do is, is take our eye off the prize, which is um, a society where equality can happen and the thing that we said on the top of this page was action for equality so um sorry that ask an engineer has this um and it'll always have this it's I'm something not sorry. and it's something that um <laughs> if uh if folks want to you know i get nasty emails all the time if it's if if this is the reason you you, you can't ever deal with us it's fine but maybe just listen to some of our stories and read some of these things and see some of our team members and see um what we're trying to do and all we do is want to help and like get the most people together learning and sharing and uh, we can't do that when some of the population has been targeted and harassed and murdered we can't we have to come together we from Lemoore's uh, leading getting women in the tech world the, the work isn't done with that there's a million miles away from that too so we can we can hand, 
we can do multiple things at once. We can handle multiple things. I I can do five or six slots at the same time. I can I can do it too. And, I think and I, we're not going to let up. You you can do the work, and I like it when I see you know. I think everyone can do the work and you can do the work where you are. You know, whatever it is that you do, there's probably some way that you can help. You know, it's, it's, it's kitschy, but make the world a better place. How can you give people more opportunities? Um, how can you help folks that you see are in pain or need assistance? Um, and you can do that where you are. You know, you don't have to search out for it. It's, it's probably at your doorstep. So, you know, it, you just have to open your eyes and look for it and ask. And, and people will be willing to take your help. So um, that's why we moved the show one day. So thanks for um, tuning in tonight. And uh, I hope to bring you more stories each week of creators from every race, color, creed that are doing cool things with electronics. But I'll also, um, and more will also, and our team will also try to raise awareness and stand up for one another because if we all do, it can it can make things better. I can tell you that the, the only thing that would have been a mistake in the last year is is to do nothing, and that's not okay. So this is the time and the place, and um, I think everyone, at least on our team, is going to remember where they were, what they were thinking, at five o'clock on Tuesday, and um, it was it's still not processed. It was it was joyful and also sad, all at the same time, and. Uh, I hope, I hope the team had some time to reflect and everything, and thanks, uh, everybody, for moving stuff around so we could do the show tonight. All right. And speaking of the show. Good engineering and good cause. Let's do the show. So okay. here's what um, we're going to do. So we're almost done with the 100 days of masking. Um, thanks. Thank, yeah, uh, we're almost finished. So uh, we tried to parallel with what was going on in the government, which is please mask up for 100 days. So we include one in every USA order, but that's about to end. It's, I think, like this week. Any but, day now. But we're still doing freebies. That's right. $99 or more, you get a free Promoproto half-size breadboard. Does not uh, make a good mask. Don't make it into a mask. It's full of holes, but it's great for soldering your projects onto after you're done with your solderless breadboard. We also have got uh, stomach QTs. Uh, a couple sensors are out of stock. I gotta, I gotta say that ST sensors in particular and some Bosch sensors, I can't get them anymore. They're just completely sold out everywhere in, in the known universe. We have plenty of other things. You got stomach QT uh, sensors that are like um, uh, temperature sensors. We've got some in humidity sensors from other companies. We've got some uh, other accelerometers and magnetometers. We've got uh, QT pies. Uh, we'll be adding some more. So we'll be, we'll be cycling out ones that we can get. Uh, ones we can get free one with every order, 149 or more. Uh, dollars and uh, if you make a count, we'll send you a different one each time. One ninety nine or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental U.S. And two ninety nine or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express, a lovely round board with all these sensors and devices on it already. We've got lots of those, so don't worry about that. Uh, if you want to build projects um, over the next year and you can't get other microcontrollers, we've got a lot of Circuit Playground Expresses, so uh, a great base for your project. All right, show and tell. We normally read off everyone's on the show and tell, but watch it because it's a full hour. JP it's did super a great good. job. Thank no you. reason to do a recap this week. Yes, check it out. Lots of Adafruit folks, we'll be uh, other people in the week. community, and there was like 50 minutes worth of content, so go check yeah. it out. And don't forget, normally Wednesdays, 8 p.m., Ask an Engineer, and normally Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m., Ask an Engineer. Those are our two shows on Wednesday. On Sunday, we do Desk of Lady Ada. Desk of Lady, Lady Ada this week is in two parts, like it usually is. The first part, Lady Ada, what did you show? Okay, what did I show? I was a lot of keyboard stuff. 
Um, so I think I talked about, oh, I talked about the snap apart keyboard thing, which I will show in more detail. So, you know, I've got like little keyboard breakouts, but what if um, we can make a snap apart grid that had multiple Neo keys and there was like mechanical mounting holes uh, and allowed people to make ortholinear keys. And then I showed off uh, some camera stuff. Uh, we showed off uh, the NFT, the Not Forever Trinky that we're gonna make with Panasonic uh, uh, Nobby thingy. And uh, then we went straight into the Great Search. Okay. Um, and then Great Search. Where in the world is that part I need? The Great Search with DJ This week, this was an interesting one because we took this from it was a classic. Twitter. What, um, it was Geek Mom. What uh, what were you looking for this week? Well, you know, I realized we had never covered everyday headers. You know, headers. Like, you, we, I use them in everything. And uh, people probably don't realize you can get, like, any kind of header at DigiKey. So I talked about the different kinds of header, right angle, straight, double, left, right, tin, gold. You can, you, you want it, you got it. DigiKey has them all. So we basically went through and just showed how to search for them and uh, how to pick up any size header you want. And especially, they can do custom-sized headers. That's really handy. Okay. And um, the other shows that we do Tuesdays, JP did JP's Product Pick of the Week, where we broadcast live from inside the product page, where you get deep discounts and more. Here is the recap. It is the Cutie Pie RP2040. It has the USB-C connector on there. It has the Stemma QT connector on there, the little castellated pads. Really cute little board, great little board. It's fast, but it's also got so much more flash memory on it. We've got eight megs of flash that you can put a lot of libraries on it. I have the Adafruit MIDI added to there. I have the drivers for this display. I have the display IO uh, drivers for shape and text. I have the nunchuck driver to use Wii nunchuck like this guy right here. It is the Cutie Pie RP2040. All right, so JP's show was today, just did it, so Thursday. So go back to YouTube after you're done watching this, or if you have like two monitors, try to watch it at the same time, see if you can do that. Time travel. All right, so here's what's going on. We are gonna be shipping Adabox. Soon. Uh, yeah, we said like end of April, be beginning of May, but um, if, if you haven't signed up, um, please put in your email address. We don't harvest it and spam it and do anything with it. You'll just get notified when we have openings again. Correct. So we do have um, some signups to get notified afterwards, but there's a chance that we'll have Ada boxes after we ship out the first round. So maybe try to, you know. And we don't want to mention that uh, we uh, we will not have signups for Europe. Uh, available after this box. Yeah. So if you already have like a gift subscription with um, a international address, you're fine. Yep. But we won't be taking new signups. Um, we for have, now. Yeah, for now. Um, international worldwide shipping is crazy, and it costs pretty much more to send an Ada box than an Ada box. So we're going to come up with other solutions. And we don't want to just charge people that. Yeah. It, 
So we'll we'll ha we'll come up with something that works. It's going to take a while. Yep. Um, and then Philby made this neat video. This was a cool little stem speaker hack. I want to play that. So I found a neat trick for getting a little more volume from one of these Adafruit stem speaker boards. This is a self-contained mono amplifier and a small speaker on a board for microcontroller projects. And the speaker that's on here, uh, it has adhesive on both sides. And when it's installed at the factory, it's installed face up. Because that would make sense, you'd think. You flip it face down, it's going to sound muffled like this, right? But speakers are weird animals. And sometimes uh, what it's attached to or installed in becomes part of the resonant equation. And so if you peel off this other adhesive and flip the speaker over, like this one here, uh, you get a little more oomph out of the speaker. Let me show you. Here's a standard one. And then here's one where I have flipped the speaker over. So you get a pretty decent boost and it won't cost you a thing. Okay, next up time travel. There was a magazine that I really liked I still really like, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of makers out there will like it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to tell what does what does it mean to celebrate people and their achievements. And I think what you put on the cover mag of magazine starts, even though magazines are more digital than they used to be, they're still, you know, like everyone's like, what's the latest cover of Time magazine? So you were on the cover of this magazine called Reinvented. Mm. And Ladies who hack. Ladies is Hacky, I think it was their second issue. And the cool thing is um, I wanted to show some of the other people that I think folks in our community will know. So um, I was going to start here. So hey, this hey, is it's Megan Smith. Megan Smith, the CTO of the United States, amongst many other things. She's cool. Oh, is that Kamui Cosplay over there? That's right. Oh, cool. Cosplay. Her, she's in her outfit. She's uh -huh. so cool. All right. And now... Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Raven the Science Maven. Raven the Science Maven. I love so, her. Check out her awesome uh, antibody yeah. adi rap. It's awesome. So congratulations, Raven. And um, one of the cool things is, you know, science education is really hard. And um, we've all been waiting for what's going to be, like, the next Bill Nye, Mr. Wizard, or... What are the things that are going to inspire Bill, people? Bill Nye is like a really low bar. But well, Mr. Wizard, he's pretty cool. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a STEM, STEAM yeah. opportunity out there. And uh, Raven is a fantastic... She's got great TikToks. Go subscribe. Educator. Go so, subscribe. Um, I'm, so, I'm so pleased that you're, you're among... If these were like baseball cards, this is why I collect, collect them all. Collect all the STEM, STEAM educators and pioneers. And yeah. um, I really like that they had our, one of our favorite cosplayers as well. So Reinvented Magazine, buy it, subscribe to it. They have a donation thing. Um, it's a, another woman-owned organization, so uh, go for it. It's so cool to see people we know, um, you know, get the commendation and recognition that they deserve. It, it, matters, it matters that we put certain people on the cover of magazines. I think, um, you know, Our Lady Ada here is a, a ceiling buster. Um, she was the first female engineer on the cover of Wired. Um, very recently. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, there's all things that we can do. And um, I think my time at Make, um, we did a lot, but there's some things that I wish we could, could have done, which is um, use the cover of the magazine more for um, celebrating all the things that we want to see 
in the community. So there was a lot of like assistive tech. There was um, a lot of makers um, that I thought that could, uh, you know, broaden the market and uh, make is doing that now. And so that's just one of the things where it's like, I think communities have a good shot of, of elevating people and giving them that opportunity and showing that there's a lot of cool people out there. And when you see Raven, you're like, I want to join that community. When you see Lady Ada, it's like, I want to like learn electronics like that. So anyways, so speaking of people that inspire to make, Collins Lab Notes is our series. I saw the same graphic from Collins Lab. That's okay. It's, it's cute. Yeah. Bite size. Yeah, what I want to do is show these. The, the, the first one is the ferrofluid one, and it's amazing. So Very we're going to play these one after the other, and I'll see you on the other side in about five minutes. You're going to learn so much. Get away with using a helping hand or third hand tool when soldering small PCBs, but for holding anything larger, you should go for a vise. The old standby, Panavice Jr., works great for boards under 3 inches. And for boards up to 9 inches, Panavice also makes the PV350 Work Center, tricked out with rubber grip jaws and a built in parts tray. The Pros Kit PCB clamp can also hold large boards. Plus, it easily flips them, which is handy for routing jumper wire on proto boards. For SMT boards you'd prefer not to flip, a stick vise keeps the board stable and flat, allowing you to steady your hands on the table. Alternatively, you could go for one of these flat circuit board holders, which are normally used for cell phone rework, but they're great for pretty much any SMT soldering. A microcontroller timing crystal is a mysterious little thing, hiding inside a metal can. Turns out it's not too difficult to take a look inside the through-hole variety, using a Dremel cutoff wheel, though I can imagine more delicate methods exist out there.
For a very long time, unless you were using USB, a MIDI jack looked like this. The impressively substantial 5-pin DIN connector. Turns out the two outside pins on the old MIDI DIN connector weren't used. Only three were needed, so manufacturers took it upon themselves to start using something smaller, namely the 3.5mm TRS jack. And of course, without an industry standard, for a while we had two standards, MIDI TRS-A and MIDI TRS-B, which look identical but need an adapter. Yeah. Thankfully, the MIDI Manufacturers Association stepped in and chose MIDI TRS Type A as the standard we have today. So just be aware that older devices using MIDI TRSB are still out there, waiting to confuse and frustrate. Alright, it's Python on hardware time. Mmm, blinka blinka blinka. And a uh, special shout out to Katty who's been running the newsletter. And back next week. So and been doing so many GitHub things and Good. helping out with products. Uh, really helping out. Thank so you so much. Next week, uh, there'll be Katni's newsletter and then uh, Anne's back and we'll be doing the next one after that. So, um, big highlights I'll talk about in a second. So I'm going to skip to 200 board thing. Ooh. Is um, we have 15 different available languages. Um, we reached 100 boards in January 2020 at the mm. Open Hardware Summit. And over mm -hmm. a year later, we reached 200 boards. So, um, well, I'll, now, just, I'll just talk about it now. 200, 200 boards. So we did it. Um, 200. It is the most, um, uh, what's the right word for, it's a menagerie of, of fantastic electronics. It's, um. It has every chipset. It has every, it's, it's got every a diversity of options. Yeah. It's, it's really, like, it's, it's not. Adafruit only board. Yeah, yeah, we have a bunch of boards in there because we like we make stuff. We so make circuit python, but we're like half of it. So um, at the most, yeah. So Adafruit boards are only half. If the, that the number one download is not an Adafruit board. No. And um, if you look and depending on who you think is a competitor of ours, those boards are all in it. Wait, and then and how much do we charge people? <laughs> none, to, of course. Nothing. None. So it's free. It's open source and free, 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 free. And the reason we do this is because the bigger goal is to get as many people programming in Python and doing electronics as possible. Yes. And so it's free. It's okay if you want to support us with a board. That's fine. But the best thing to do too is just learn some Python. So in the newsletter, um, and you, submit your boards too. We have guys on how to do it. Yeah. So in the newsletter, um, you can uh, check out. Links to Scott's presentation at the Open Hardware Summit 2021. Mm -hmm. um, Scott presented Interface Design Open Source Hardware. And the broadcast is, all the broadcasts are posted on YouTube. There's a new version of MicroPython 1.15. I want to mention, we recently, like today, merged in a pull request to bump CircuitPython up to MicroPython 1.10. So we're going to be slowly trying to catch up and merge in all of the language changes. So I know people have been waiting, and we're, it's, we're, we're doing it now. Okay. Uh, check out Scott's Deep Dive tomorrow, and you can also check out all the news. There's so many a bunch. Projects. So many encoders. There's a bunch. Um, Sony, um, shout out to Sony, how to program microcontrollers using CircuitPython. This yeah, is the Sony's video. presence. And they have two videos. Um, and you can check out um, not only what Sony's doing, um, but the videos that they posted and what some mm. of the projects that the people made. Um, Make did a really neat series of, uh, they think they call it like Plan B. It's like how to... How to like cope with like maker technologies for what's been going on yeah. in the last year? So um, they, uh, Dale interviewed Carter, and uh, it's our uh, public CO two display. We use these on every floor in Adafruit to see how much CO two is around. That lets us know the air quality. That lets us know if the ventilation 
is uh, good enough to continue to stay as safe as possible, all masked, all the time, of course. Okay, and so the other thing I wanted to mention um, is two things. Uh, we are a participating sponsor for the Python Software Foundation, which yes. is PyCon 2021 in May. Um, it's a virtual event, and uh, we're happy we can do it. I wish we can do more. This year, of course, is a little harder to do as much as we would like to do or what we did last year, uh, or sorry, the year before, is because it was a physical device that's a little hard to do right now. But we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. And uh, don't worry, there'll be Adafruit and PyCon hardware. And um, we came up with what we could do. They were like, thank you so much. This is great. And they said, here's some graphics participating sponsor at PyCon. Um, the other thing that was in the newsletter that I thought was neat is um, Seed has their uh, shell expansion board. And um, what is the selling feature that you put on Amazon to make sure people want to use this? Ding dong. CircuitPython supported. Heck yeah. So this is, you know, there's indicators that it's like, all right, like we, That's cool. we did something kind of cool. There's all these projects. There's all that code. There's all those boards. There's all these people. There's this community. And people RP, want it. And people want it and they're sharing it. And now it's becoming a selling feature for a board when people are deciding what board is right for them. So anyway, check it out. That's all the news. Oh, one other thing that I just put in here is um, there was a, a, a more advanced rendering or graphic of the uh, Nano RP2040 Ooh. Connect That's from cool. Arduino. Um, that'll run CircuitPython as soon as we get one, mm -hmm. and uh, if not already. And so uh, check that out. So that's all in the newsletter. You can check that out at um, adafruitdaily.com, and you sign up. It's not connected to your store account or anything. It's just... All good, all the time. Thank you, Blinka. Okay. Open source hardware and open source news. We do that. So um, we're getting ready to maybe get our puppets going again because you have to film close when you do puppets, and this is uh, we this is Blink of course. And yeah, then, underneath the table, there's puppeteers, and they're yeah. they're not six feet apart. And there's uh, <laughs> Mona, that's the GitHub OctoCat, and uh, I wrote a little article really fast because I wanted to get the word out. Is uh, GitHub has been doing so much amazing work, and you can now post videos, 10 megabyte free. 100 megabyte pro account and we put videos on all of our spots now so mm. we have videos in the circuit python section in stemma awesome stemma awesome uh feather and uh if you look this is just my personal page and good news bad news um you know i wanted to show the consequences of uh what happens when you have to stop everything and just take care of your team so yeah. this is my github so i was doing really good 2019. Ah, down, so down, I had, ding, you know, ding, ding, almost 4,000 contributions yeah. in 2019. Look at all that green. Look at that green. And then you could tell what happened oh, March where? right here. So this is when the shutdown started. And um, we, no, we had other people pick it up though. And yeah, the contributions went up. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where I'm at right now. So we'll see. Uh, sorry, this is where, this is where uh, uh, I'm at right now. So you can see I, I did get to do one thing in April, one thing in like March. But I'll get back. Okay. But, um, you know, oh, yeah. this visualization, um, when I was looking at this, was, uh, it was a little sad. I'm looking you forward. have so many contributions that uh, are not the, just in GitHub. Well, I want to give back to that, too. But, okay. I, but I understand I'm useful to, to help the team uh, keep data. But I've got a lot of contributions, and yeah. I always ask you for advice on engineering. So I know, but you, you look, can, man. You can count that. It's part as of soon as you have a thing that you can fill, it's like a collection. You got it. I know. All right, so we have 2,464. Learn guides, Lady, what are the big... Mm. 
Big board guide we this week. We actually had a lot of guides this week. Um, let's start from the bottom. Uh, Chris Young published a guide on making an IoT IR remote using Raspberry Pi 0W, which is a powerful Linux computer, and a Cutie Pi, which is a low-cost microcontroller that can do infrared stuff really fast because it's a microcontroller. So combining the two, making an IoT IR remote is a really detailed guide. Uh, Chris Young, there's nobody on Earth better at accessibility engineering. Um, we've updated our guide for custom fonts with CircuitPython displays. Uh, thank you to, uh, I know we've had a, a bunch of folks who've been um, helping out with those guys. Uh, Kmatch and um, I forgot their handle, but it'll come to me in two seconds. But you know who you are. Thank you for helping write more, um, uh, for me guy, uh, for writing more um, font stuff and tutorials and uh, helping people out and, and you know improving the libraries and the graphics support. In CircuitPython. Uh, we also have um, a guide for the new Adafruit Funhouse, an all-in-one home automation kit. You're going to see a bunch of projects that we're doing. Uh, we're still at home. Home sweet home. So let's uh, do some fun home automation projects, sense things around the house. Uh, and uh, we also have another guide from Melissa related, which is how to use the Funhouse with Home Assistant. You can use it as your remote node. Run Home Assistant on a Raspberry Pi, have the Home Assistant running CircuitPython uh, or even Arduino if you want, collecting data and then sending that data over Wi-Fi to your home assistant, and then you can have like a home assistant control in your house and interfacing with all the different home automation thingies that you've got. Um, she did an excellent demo a couple weeks ago on Show & Tell where she like turned on the NeoPixels uh, LEDs on the Funhouse using her voice by telling her voice assistant to do it. It was cool. And then used the buttons to also like dim the lights. It was like, it was intense. It's cool you can, what you can do. Uh, we got a guide on QR codes. It's actually a, a port from a very old guide um, that was like we found on a website. And we're like, hey, this should be unlearned. So we just moved it over. Uh, we've got the guide for the Cutie Pie um, RP2040. Uh, people loving it, they got it. And uh, we really wanted to, to throw together a guide real fast. We'll be doing more projects. But this tells you the pinouts and, uh, you know, the, the GPIO and the schematics and some example code to get you started with CircuitPython. Uh, JP did a project with the Funhouse. He did door alert and also how to get alert data into an email. Um, which is the tough part. Because sensing a door opening and closing, not too hard. It's a digital input. You know, you, you can read it. But then how do you get that to email you when a door is opened or closed? So it shows you two ways to do it. Um, and then Dylan um, wrote a guide on using PiperMake, which is neat. PiperMake is a little bit like MakeCode. It's blockly. It's a block-based programming language. But underneath, it uses CircuitPython to program a Raspberry Pi Pico. Um, PiperMake also has like a subscription service, it sounds like, but they did a really good job with this drag and drop uh, block-based programming. Uh, they also support HAD, so if you want to make keyboards, he actually did a little keyboard automation project using PiperMake, all with drag and drop programming. Okay, but there's two more, because we had so many this week. Oh, that's right. This is the, uh, Noam Pedro uh, published their guide on the 32 by 32 square matrix animation display. You can use uh, sprite graphics to um, program a RP2040 feather, although you can use almost any other high-powered feather, to uh, display animated graphics, and they made a cool square grid that goes over the matrix that makes it look really good, like very pixel art. And then uh, Kevin did an excellent guide uh, on how to save memory on CircuitPython, especially when using graphics and fonts, because it can quickly take up a lot of your RAM. Uh, he got great tips on how to squeeze the most memory, both flash and RAM, out of your CircuitPython board so you can have a good time with CircuitPython. Okay, next up, some made in, fact, made in New York City factory footage. Here we go. 
And it wouldn't be made in New York City factory footage. If it, if it wasn't, look how far like Disney's coming now. This is the Disney building across the street. They're really moving. This now. is why wow, this is they're really it's coming together. This is the giant Scrooge McDuck gold vault That's that they're right. building. This is older Disney. You'll be able to Disney swim in it for yeah. the uh, price of only ten bitcoins. Okay. okay, so 3D printing. We have a special 3D printing this week. Um, we will uh, come right back uh, after the break. Don't worry, uh, ours are turned so you can't see any information, but this is uh, mine. This is Lady Ada's. Yeah. Uh, we had our first shot, and we're getting our second shot soon. So we have, uh, thank you, Noah and Pedro, for sending these to us. These are our uh, vaccination cards. And, um, this is cool. I mean, like, we, why not decorate it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know that some folks... Um, maybe they have people in their family that um, they got misinformation or maybe they just need help figuring out when they're going to get vaccinated. But um, there is one way through uh, and a key to everything we want to do. And it's to make sure as many people are as safe as possible from getting this terrible illness. Um, I don't know if any of you know someone in your life or maybe even you got COVID or someone in your family um, died or a friend. Um but there's also the people who survived and they're still going through uh, a lot of pain and suffering. You don't want this. Even mild cases uh, end up uh, hurting people for a really long time. Um, there's millions of people that are going to be coping with this. And there's one thing for sure that we can do. And uh, please, multi-pass. Multi-pass, vaccinate. Get vaccinated. And you okay. get a free donut. How can you uh, not it, love at that? Krispy Kreme, you do. It is how, true. It's, how can you not love that? Okay. okay. So now we're going to go to everyone's favorite segment. Digikey and Adafruit present. All right, this week, Lady is from Maximum Integrated. That's right. What is the NPI of this week? Okay, this week's NPI is the Max 2361. And you're probably wondering what is this? Well, it's this little chip uh, that is a boost converter. And it's a specific kind of boost converter. Well, what kind? I'd love to tell you, but you know what day it is today? I don't know. It's Earth Day. All right. It's Earth Day today. This is a, this is an eco-friendly. I feel day. like we can be a little better to Earth on Earth Day. I I think so too. And uh, one of the ways we can be good to the Earth is by using the sun. That's right. Our bit best friend, Mr. Sun which uh, is the source of all life on Earth, can also be used to power electronic projects and sensors. And you can do that using solar panels. And so this is some this is some nice big solar panel cells that we've got in the shop. And um, we also stock a solar charger kit. We actually have uh, two different ones. 
And um, the solar charger kits that we've got, um, they're specifically for larger panels. Like you can see like physically quite large panels that would go on like a backpack or like a box or, you know, you see these uh, outside, they, they power, um, you know, air quality sensors and stuff on the street. And this boost converter, the Max uh, 20, 20, 20361, 2361, is a specific type of boost converter that is designed for use with very small solar panels to charge up a small LiPo battery or a supercapacitor. Um, and why do you need a special boost converter? Well, I love showing this curve of solar cell uh, information. So this is one cell. So a single cell has an open voltage. Like if, there's, if, there is, if it's in the sun and there's no current being drawn from it, it's about like 0.6 or 0.7 volts. So if you start from the right of this graph and you um, move up, you'll see that as you draw, um, as you draw more and more current, um, the voltage, like, the, the, you know, you quickly go up, you can quickly, uh, as you start drawing current, the voltage, um, the, the current goes up, the voltage moves to the left, it goes down, down, down. And then where you see that kind of like line that kind of is going through all the curves, that's the max power point. Because if you draw too much current from a solar cell, what happens is the voltage collapses. It goes, you can see how flat it is at the top. It goes very quickly from about 0.5 volts to 0.43 volts. And then you draw even a little bit more current and like, boom, you're at zero volts. So you have to be very, very careful about how much current you draw from a solar cell because you want to be where that like that black line that's cutting through all of the curve, the, the rainbow curves is, that's your max power point. That's the point where if you are drawing that much current from that much voltage, you're gonna get the most power out of the cell if you draw less current, you're losing power, you're leaving power on the table. If you draw any more, your um, voltage will collapse and you won't get any power at all. So, right, it's, it's very, very sensitive and it isn't a fixed voltage. It depends, and the fixed current, it depends on how much sunlight there is. On a very bright day, it's going to be that red curve. On a cloudy day, it's going to be like that light blue curve in the middle, right? It depends on how much current you can draw. Um, so this boost converter, uh, you can see on the left top left corner, you can see there's a little like a diode thing with rays coming into it. It's a, the inverse of an LED. It's a, it's a solar cell. So you can connect a couple solar cells together and this is a very small chip. It's very simple, but it's very effective. It monitors the voltage, it monitors the temperature. You can program it over I squared C to give it uh, some details about how much max current and what the output voltage you want the boost converter to be. And it will give you um, that output voltage and will also even wake up your circuit when it's, you know, gotten to a certain charge rate. So that'll, that'll keep your circuit from waking up unexpectedly, like before the, it, the battery's fully charged. You want to wait till the battery's fully charged and then you want your sensor to wake up and then maybe send, uh, you know, Bluetooth energy data or LoRa or cellular or Wi-Fi. Um, and it's pretty efficient. It does a really good job. You can check it out. They've got a lot of specifications for all the different, you know, boost peak currents, which you can configure because, you know, you want to make sure that you don't overcharge your little battery as well. It's, just, it's, it's a delicate game, right? You want to get as much current out of the solar panel, but you don't want to overwhelm your battery. Um, they make a really great eval board for this, which I do recommend. I'll also show it on the overhead later since um, I want to show it. In the very middle is the tiny little chip. And on uh, the top right there is actually the solar cell. So the solar cell here is, is it looks a little bit like an OLED. It's quite small. It's a single, looks like a single cell. Um, 
The eval board comes with like an FT232 type dongly thing. You plug it in and you can configure it. Um, I do recommend the eval boards because this chip is so small and you'll want to really configure it and play with it um, before you decide on what kind of battery or supercapacitor you go with. Uh, it also has this cool mode where after you've set, you know, use like the GUI to set the specifications for what you want your boost converter to do, um, then you can go back and look at the registers to see what register values you've programmed in, which is like really smart because obviously once you've got it to where you want, then you want to dump that data into your microcontroller uh, to program it in. And I want to mention, actually, usually the max power point stuff is handled by a microcontroller. But when you're dealing with such small cells, you don't have enough current to drive a microcontroller. It'll use all of your power budget. So this is why you want the charger itself to do the max power point calculations for you. Um, only thing about it that is you just got to watch out for, I mean, if you're, if you're designing this into a product, I'm sure you can deal with it. But it is a 0.4 millimeter pitch BGA. Uh, so personally, that's, you know, for me, I'm, I would have to go with like a four layer board and, and you'd have to go with like very small vias um, because 0.4 millimeter pitch is small, but it's designed for wearables. Uh, it's designed for very, very small devices that have like micro uh, solar cells in them to let them charge and then uh, perform sensor you know, readings and then transmit that data. So it's small. It doesn't have a lot of pains. It just doesn't have even that much configuration required, which I really like. They kept it simple uh, and very straightforward. It, it's small. It's like it's 1.6 by 1.2 millimeters. It's like a speck of dust. It's small. All right. Um, you can get this on DigiKey. Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing INMPI. That's right. And uh, the short We've also got URL. the eval board. Yeah. Uh, short URL is there, and the product number is there, and every single week we do this. We do also have a video that Lady is going to narrate. Yes. It's uh, sped up twice as fast. Okay, i got to tell you something cool about that. The reason I picked this video is check what they have as the radio on that dev board. Does that look familiar? It does. It does. That's our LoRa breakout. So they're using one of our LoRa breakouts. Um, so they just, I like this video. We sped it up, but it basically just shows everything on the eval board. It shows the supercapacitor. Um, it shows this is that inductor because it is it's a boost converter. So it's, you do need one inductor, but it's pretty small. It can be incredibly efficient. And of course, we're going at very, very low voltages and very, very low currents. Um, they also have a nice little animation video here uh, telling you, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a harvester. It's meant to be shaded and lit and it's, it's, it'll, it'll turn on whenever there's enough voltage and current for it to start charging. Um, that's why a supercapacitor is really good in this case because uh, it'll, it can charge up very quickly. Um, it's not as sensitive as a LiPo, but, you know, of course, you can use a LiPo as well. And that's this week's INMPI. I All right, we're going to roll in the new, 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 So uh, we have a little bit of an update, LoveKit. Okay, LoveKit, uh, we now have a version with 8 gigabyte RAM for people who want a ton of RAM for their Raspberry Pi 4. Um, Raspberry Pi 4s are a little bit tough to come by right now. Uh, we also have the kit available, of course, without a Raspberry Pi. So if you have one already, you can yeah. get one. Do that. Believe me, we, we, have, we order these as quickly as we can. Next up. Next up, we have a 40-pin flex cable. Uh, and this 40-pin flex cable is on its own quite handy whenever you need an FPC. But what it's really useful for is when you use it with the next four products, which are uh, these FPC to 40-pin header adapters. So let's just click through them, and then I'll show them. So basically, we've got it's an FPC on you one You want to do this. You want to do this. 
Because actually, you came up with this idea, by the way. I don't know if this is your, this is your fault. You said, hey, you know, with the Pi 400, it would be really cool if there was like some way you could get a very flexible cable, more flexible than the GPIO yeah. out. The reason I need, that? yeah, the mm -hmm. reason I needed and wanted this is because we were working on the CyberDeck. Yeah. And you could do a hinge system and have this as a monitor and more. Or have it mounted even elsewhere, even farther yeah. away. And the GPIO cables we have, and I'll show one on the overhead when we're through this, they're kind of chunky. What's nice about this is that you pick and choose the two pieces. What do you want? You want right angle or straight? You know, like this is pointing out, this is pointing up. Do you want socket? Do you want male headers? And because it's reversible, you, you pick which two ends you want, and then you get the flex cable in between, and here it is plugged into a Raspberry Pi 400, or you can use it with a Raspberry Pi 2, 3, 4, whatever, yeah. zero. You mix and match create your own cable and then you can even use an extender with it so let me show it on the overhead because there's, there's a few different options so starting off i've got a pi 400 here and yeah. with this one i picked this uh, plug yeah. to plug in. And so that's what I want to do. I wanted to be able to have a flexible cable right? and then be able to do anything I wanted. And then this is the Sentat plug. And I like yeah. this because it's rainbowy, so it's like, ooh, it's working, right? And yeah. I even have an extender. So I even have a flex cable extender coming out here. So you can, look, technically you're not supposed to make these cables that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, but whatever, we're punk. We know the rules, so we love to break them. You can go a meter. Really, go for it, meter, two meters. As long as you're willing to understand that the other side, you know, if it's very timing specific, you're gonna need to just uh, be wary of that. But you see, it's like, you know, you, you pick and choose which ends you want, and then you just put the cable in. You, you know, the flex cable attaches in, and then the only thing to watch out for is you want to look at your board and trace out which is pin one, because things can get flippy floppy. It's very easy to, to get reversed, um, because it is, it, it will let you be reversed. So just think carefully um, and then trace it out. I use my finger, to be honest. I look like, which is pin one? And then I, I trace it and I'm like, that's pin one. And then I, I plug it in. So, you know, I'll try. I'll see if I, I plugged it in right. No, see, I got it wrong. It's this way. There you go. Now it's rainbow. So just, uh, just be aware of that. Um, so you've got uh, socket style um, and you've got... Uh, header plug style and we've got right angle and straight out you know it's like basically every everything you could possibly want and um and then the flex cable and then we have the extensions as well so go to town this is you know normally you would use something like this this is like the normal idc cable that we use and these are great right nothing wrong with these but you see they're chunky they're it's like it's like oh i want to make them flexible they're not that flexible not as flexible as uh, fpc cables Okay. Ready? Next up. Okay. Next up. Ooh, this is great. So we've got uh, these awesome kits. Hold on. Let me move. So the first one is the robot. So this is Scout Makes. Um, and they are, they come on the show and tell and they ship their kits. And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll stock your kits. So there's two kits that we're carrying of theirs. There's the FM radio kit and there's the robot kit. So let's start with the robot kit. Okay. Uh, which is this one. Okay, so the robot kit, it comes with um, a bunch of... Gonna, here, you're on the overhead. So yeah, 3D it. printed... Okay, hold on. Because this is going to spin around, so i got to be careful here. Focus lock. Okay, so this is a Bluetooth... Uh, you know, it's got a battery. It's a Bluetooth um, board with an OLED and then two uh, little Metal Gear servos, and it says 
robot ready and it's got cool LEDs so I can use this phone it's gonna be like your phone so then I can go over to blue for connect and then it shows up as a circuit pi it's running circuit Python I connect to it and then under the controller and go to the control pad and I'm going to just uh, I'm gonna press this and it spins and if I pressed up and down it would fly off the table so I'm not gonna do that and then you can have it uh, it makes a little beeping sound it has little songs and it changes colors and this is just the demo it ships with so you can program this all you like I just love how cute it is I love that it spins in a circle um, it's really nicely made. It's got really good motors. This is the motor kit. Circuit Python. And it's Circuit Python. It's Circuit basically a, a Bluetooth NR52840 development board. Circuit Python. Um, with Circuit Python. Okay. okay. And then the second one that it is, is hold on, let me get the second board. One moment, I apologize. Well, I'm showing pictures of it while Show pictures while you do it. The second one is an FM radio kit. Um, and this is also Bluetooth uh, NRF52840. Um, and it plugs into this uh, radio um, control board with it's got buttons on it and it's also got an OLED. So let me turn this one on. And then I've got these uh, speakers. I'm going to speaker here. And I'll plug this in. Premier, now playing you. And it plays radio. It's an ad. But uh, usually it's music, but I'm actually kind of glad it's not music glad, because yeah. uh, YouTube would uh, get upset at us. But it's an FM radio, so you can tune it and you can use the buttons to change your tuning. Um, it's like a fun way to like just like make your own DIY FM radio. And then, of course, it's also Bluetooth, so you can control it over Bluetooth. I will note, it doesn't do, blue, doesn't do Bluetooth audio. So in case you're wondering, oh, can you take the FM radio and do the Bluetooth audio? No. Yeah. You can control it over Bluetooth. And uh, I goofed on the uh, order of these, but we have additional... Um, ones of these that should have went back. Oh, that's okay. We should, we should, we should basically yeah. the same thing. Okay. And then here is um, okay, cool. the next new product. Next new product. There's two products. Um, these are camera mounts. These are just hardware. I want to clarify. You don't get the Raspberry Pi with them. You don't get the camera with them. You don't get the quarter. You don't get the quarter. You don't, you don't, get, don't the get the tripod. You don't get the cable. It's just the camera mount that lets you connect one of the new Raspberry Pi HQ high-quality cameras to a Pi Zero or... Uh, we have the larger version to like a Pi 4. And I want to note, the one I really liked here, it comes with a little level at the top. I just thought it was like so slick, right? You have a little level so you can get a really, it, it's not only a nice mechanical kit, um, but I like that extra touch of, of making it easy to to get your your tripod all leveled out. So um, okay. check that out. It's inexpensive and great add-on to a camera and a Raspberry Pi. Next up at the Star Show tonight, besides you, Lady, at our, our community our Adafruit team, our customers, is? The DVI Breakout. Woohoo! Well, I think it's exciting. This is a pretty cool board. So let me also plug this in. Oh my god, I have so many cables. Where does this cable end? Okay, so the DVI Breakout is kind of what it sounds like. It's just a breakout board for a DVI connector, which uh, you might also call an HDMI connector, but for reasons we're going to We're call not going to call it that. We're not going to call it HDMI. We're going to call it DVI. So this Someone will say that well, looks like an HDMI cable being plugged into it, and I would say, yes, that's true. It's going into an HDMI monitor. Yeah, I'd say that's true. And so um, I'm going to do a little bit of a split screen. So you're saying, oh, okay, well. So what? It's, so, so what so is this where DVI? does that wait, wait, HDMI cable lead to? Where is it going? 
to here. This is this is live this is coming off the device right so now. So if you second. want your Raspberry Pi Pico to make ebon heads bounce around, yeah. this is your bag. You want this breakout. Uh, I made this specifically because I saw Ren, who is a developer for the Raspberry Pi Foundation, was doing a lot of really cool demos with generating DVI signal from a Raspberry Pi Pico, an RP2040, which I just thought was just hilarious because it's like a total yeah. abuse of the microcontroller. And like I said, we're punk. We know the rules, so let's break them. Right. Uh, you're not supposed to do this, but he did it anyway, or they did it anyways. So uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to play with that. And that's when I realized uh, we don't have a DVI breakout in the store. I was like, oh, that could be a really handy thing if you want to. This is a, a DVI or HDMI source device, so it does not have the EEPROM. Um, so if you're looking at it, you're like, why is the EEPROM not soldered in? That's for if you want to use it as a sync device, we, which we may also create a breakout that is a different product that has the source EEPROM that you could reprogram with the EID. This is for, sorry, for the sync. This is the source. So this is for generating signal into an HDMI monitor. There's more demos than this, but I just thought this one was the funniest one um, because it's just ebon heads bouncing around. So uh, you can change this to be your own head, I guess. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You've got your uh, you know, HDMI compatible um, mechanical connector soldered onto a board with uh, 200-ish two, ohm resistors in series for the eight data lines and then ground is pins it, in between. Is it DVI-D or DVI-I? This is D. This is digital okay. video. Um, and then I also wanted to uh, do a shout out. So Tinkering Tech is in the chat. Thanks Adafruit for letting me sell my kits on your platform. Scout Mix, was, sold out. Scott Mix was born last year during the pandemic. is named after my daughter Scout. Hope to get more little girls and everyone into STEM. Thank you. Okay. No, thank you. Um, you came on the show and tell. We chatted. Um, you showed your projects. We got together. And now you're selling stuff on Adafruit. And someone said in the chat why this was going on. As we were showing all these things, they said, you know what? Adafruit just became Radio Shack. And I take that as a compliment. And that is our new products of the week this week. All right, we're going to roll right into uh, Top Secret. Um, yeah. But go over to Discord, ask your questions, and uh, we're going to get out of here pretty soon. But first, here is oh, I've got to do the vault graphic. Yeah. Hello. Get out of the vault. All right, from the vault. Um, what is this? Lady Ada, it looks like a big deal. This is the thing I was showing you on the desk of Lady Ada. So I finally finished this. It's my routed out snap apart 5x6 keyboard breakout. So it's designed to have row and key, you know, it's, it's a key matrix that can be snapped apart um, and or have other boards soldered onto the end. It has NeoPixels on every key that are snaked through um, each row so you have only one neopixel line so i thought it was a, it was that was a cute design so all excited. right and then here's the progress on the trinkies um there was three of them now there's four now there's four um we're showing off some of the cards that we might do that go along with it now keep in mind this is a trinky this is neo trinky okay and some of them have these special graphics and animation oh that's it's shiny yeah this is the, the key trinky this is a shiny neo key trinky and this is the neo trinky Ooh, also shiny I just so, want to make friends with it. So this is what you get, but here's all the friends that you can make along with it. Yeah. And with that is top secret. Okay, let's get to some questions. Yeah, we are. All right, so questions. Sure. Ask them. There were some that were in earlier, and uh, some folks got to it, so thank you very much. But um, please go join us all, uh, 28,000 of us plus. I think it's 29,000 now. Mm. Adafruit.it slash Discord, mm. and uh, we will uh, start answering them. Okay. So let me line up... Uh, 
when you think DVI, uh, it's the one with the flat pins. Is that the way? Yeah, you think I think they're thinking of the big, the big flat connector. This is an HDMI connector, but it's still digital video over it. It's confusing because it's like, it's the same data format, just different mechanical connections. Okay. Um, can the DVI do Hello World in white text over, say, a black screen? And thoughts on how quickly you could update words? Any plans for example code for that? There is actually example code just for that to display text on the screen in the, the Pico examples repo. Um, right. So you'll be able to use that thing. So, yeah. So you would, you would use this. But check out, if you search for RP2040 Pico DVI, you'll see tons of demos and examples. And there's, there's a whole folder of examples you compile. It's in the Pico SDK. So it's in C. Okay. Um, what QFN part do you recommend making the pads a little larger than the chip while making prototypes, especially as a beginner, to be able to see if it reflowed correctly? Mm, I'm, you know, I, I think it's, sometimes you can make them a little longer. I'd make them a little longer maybe. I wouldn't make them any wider because often QFNs, there's not a lot of space between the pads and you really want to give yourself, um, you want to have that solder mask to help you define the pads quite well. Uh, I used to be a little bit more um, laissez-faire with the pads. Um, I now actually really just stick to the manufacturer recommendations. I find that it's better to upgrade your tools than to try to mess around with the pads because it can bite you. Okay. Um, where are you hosting the Neo Trinky animations? I want to display them on LCD. You'll absolutely be able to do that. Okay. However, um, working with Bruce, these are hot off. Uh, this is our design. This is like an hour old. Yeah. And uh, what I want to do. This is a newborn Trinky. Yeah. What I want to do is um, we'd be able to, you'd be able to collect these all on your digital versions and screens and stuff like that. And you'll also, uh, maybe these animations will come on. Uh, the Neo Trinky and the Keyboard Trinky. We should put like QR codes on the Trinky. All design. sorts of yeah. things that we'll be able to do. Um, and so, you know, we'll have all these things. So don't worry, you'll be able to download these like all of our other things. All right, uh, next up. Um, what happened to the slider Trinky? Oh, this is coming soon. It's one of the Trinkies. It's just, yeah. it's not in the first four collectible Trinkies. It's not in the new, this batch. In this batch, but... We have to get these wet and then they multiply and don't feed them after midnight, all those things. No, it's like it's it's like the, the, the starter Pokemon. Yeah. Right? The um, you get, there's only three to start, but believe me, there's more. This is asking an engineer, how do you judge all of those projects and make time for all of them and finish them? Well, we don't really. Well, I mean, so I'll happy. say, you know what? It's hard. No, I'll, I'll show you. Like, um... I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so, you know, the most important thing that we do is... Let's go to the Evan heads. <laughs> the, the most important thing that we do is we take care of our uh, team at Adafruit, our remote team members, our team members in-house. We take care of our community. We take care of our customers. And the sacrifices that, you know, Lady Ada makes and um, I make to run a company, they're, they're big. But uh, they're worth it because we see the impact. Um, seeing someone uh, come up with an idea during the pandemic, name a product line after their daughter to get more young girls into electronics, and then them being able to come on our shows and then sell them in our store. Um, you know what? Like, There's some personal projects we won't get to, but that's not the point. I think the personal project for us is seeing people being able to do that. So. I think you have to find your successes in the project you don't finish in some ways. So if you make things that empower others, maybe in some small way, um, you're a part of their projects that get finished. <laughs> or at least you can be part of the journey to start. And I think getting more people to start is some of the hardest things, and that's what we do. Um, could you recommend any cool Adafruit uh, parts for circuit bending, camera to create glitches, or anything uh, analog video says? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd actually pick up, you know, we have 
the um, we have a NTSC output camera, and NTSC sucks, which means it's awesome for glitching. Um, and you can definitely mess with the crystals. You can touch stuff on it, and I think you'll get some good video. And it's like kind of crummy video, so that could be a good like analog glitchy thing okay. for video. Uh, Trinky animations with real Trinky. Yep, that will happen one day. You'll be able to plug into Trinky and it'll play an animation in some way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so follow up upgraded tool. Just uh, one of those hot air stations you sell would work. All I have is this toaster oven. I converted at the moment. You know, toaster ovens are good. I really do actually quite like those, the little the hot plates that I've been using. Okay. Hot plates, hot air. Yeah, it take, I mean, a good stencil is kind of the most important. So use Osh stencil to get stainless steel stencils. Um, those have really made a big difference. Once I moved to not trying to paste by hand, but using a stencil, even though it's a little bit more expensive, like my yields improved a lot. It was also a lot faster to put together. Do you have any guides on how to put together an I2C display to work? I just received your 14-segment display with I2C backpack and have no clue where to start. Yeah, go to learn. Learn. And, and type in the product name and you'll see some guides. Oh, this is a really good question. Um, but I'm going to edit a little bit. Are CircuitPython, MicroPython, Python boards outselling Arduino-based boards, yes. Uh, well, the boards that we have that do both outsell the ones that do only one, yes. So, Because, by the way, like all of our boards that do CircuitPython can also do Arduino. Yeah. I so want to mention that. Yeah. So Not our, amending Arduino. So, so here's what's happened. The, the chips are fast enough now, and there's enough RAM where you can run CircuitPython, MicroPython. You can run MakeCode. You can run Arduino. You can do Rust, TinyGo, and all that stuff. What we saw and what we're seeing is it became clear that there was almost a 10 to 1 where people, for every 10 feathers, and, you know, pretty good idea with CircuitPython, but even if it was a 10 to 1 versus uh, standard, you know, kind of classic Arduinos. And so um, that's why we're really excited to help catch the wave on scripting languages on microcontrollers. We're seeing it in the sales. We're seeing it in the community. Um, there's projects that would have never been able to happen, and they're happening now. Okay. Uh, do you have any difficulty sourcing uh, parts on uh, board restocking? Yeah, there's some stuff that's going to be out of stock, and we'd have no idea when it's going to be back in. Okay. I also know we're having trouble getting micro bits. It's it's tough out there. Yeah. We're going to do the best we can. Believe me, like we are really good at sourcing. Um, so, but there's going to be some stuff that's not going to be around. I and I don't know when it is. I, I wish I could tell you, but I don't. Neo Trinky NFT, yeah. So we are going to do this. It was, it's a real thing. We're calling these not forever Trinkies, and that'll be when we find parts that we know are limited. Like let's say if there was like some type of weird, cool like uh, BlackBerry Trackball Trinky. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do tons of this, so we would do a limited run, and we'd call those or like N a, like a Nixie Trinky or yeah, something. Yeah, we call like those we NFT not forever Trinkies, and. Um, one thing you can be sure of, we're, we're not going to just, like, do some digital thing and not have physical electronics. So maybe one day we'll see about, like, digital NFTs. But the idea is you'll have a physical experience that you can say and collect. And we think these are artistic, so I think it goes along with that. And maybe, like, people will store their, like, you know, JSON file on the Trinky uh, for the NFT. There's a little they, storage. They yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could put a, um, a a Bitcoin address on there. Okay, last person tonight. If time and resources weren't limited, what electronics would you like uh, to make for Adafruit that you aren't doing now? You go, and then I'll go. Uh, what am I doing? Well, I'm, I do get to them. It just takes me a little time, but um, I'm working on keyboard stuff right now. I'm, I'm, they're just kind of fun. I'm a little late to the keyboard game, but I'm doing a lot of keyboard stuff and these Trinkies. Um, I think that's fun, and we're also going to get to... Um, a camera project that we've been meaning to do 
uh, for many, many years. We're finally going to get to it, so you'll see it coming soon. Okay, um, I'll go. And you said resources and time weren't limited, so what I would do... Stargate. It, <laughs> um, technically not a Stargate, but <laughs> um, I would tell Paul Horowitz that I would like to work with him and Lady Ada... And, uh, by the way, he just won the Drake Award, um, which is a pretty big award for people who are searching for intelligent life out there using really high-end, amazing electronics. I think he did the first, like, radio radio receiver optical SETI. So, anyways, if I had unlimited time and unlimited resources, I would go big and go small. So, I would like to do a particle accelerator to eventually fix the standard model, which needs a lot of help. And I would eventually want to... It's made out of Twinkies. It's Trinkies all the way oh, down. No. Up, down. Uh, uh, up, Trinkie. Down, down Trinkie. Strange Trinkie. Red Trinkie. <laughs> Blue Trinkie. Yeah, we team up with Particle. Um, so I would like to work on the, the big and the small. So the small would be uh, Particle Accelerators to just finally throw out the resources that we could to figure out the standard model. There's a lot of things that could be um, amazing for everyone if we can unlock some of the secrets of the universe on the small and then on the big um working with someone like paul harwitz and um and lady ada and maybe bunny to make um the biggest attempt to listen in to the cosmos and understand this universe we're in um i, I know that that is you know something that's unlimited time and uh, unlimited it really budget. is unlimited time and budget. um we that's got cool. we got a few billion years left to maybe work on it but you know, there's so many things that help science and medicine and you name it from these technologies. I know it seems weird, like, but it's just a particle, but it's just like, you know, gravity waves. But but these things, you get like MRI devices, you get all sorts of things from understanding the electromagnetic spectrum and more. And uh, yeah, that's what we do here. I'm, uh, I was hoping in the last year that maybe this tra- these tragedies from uh, racial justice to a pandemic would have brought us closer together and i feel like we were kind of divided and uh maybe uh talking to aliens would help so that's my other selfish um reason for um if again this is the unlimited time and limited budget thing you you said it not me so that is my uh that is my uh, okay that is it those are all the questions tonight thank you so much everybody um Will it be in our dream episode? Yeah, probably. Um, by the way, anytime you see a chip, there'll probably be a feather version of it. It's pretty easy to do. Um, so that's it tonight. I want to do a special thanks to our team, our community. Thanks, everybody. Um, our customers, Kelly, behind the scenes on the Slack channel. And um, I would like to thank everyone for tuning in and being part of this with us because I know there's been some tough times, but I also know that there has been a lot of hope to look forward to, and thanks for tuning in. We'll be changing Ask an Engineer up a little bit. Of course, we're going back to Wednesdays, of course, next week. Yes, yes. But very soon we'll be um, changing our shift uh, on site. So on some of the days we're doing... change. Yeah, so some of the days we're doing Ask an Engineer, um, we'll make sure the team's out, and then we can take our mass off. Um, because it'll just be the two of us there. And we want to make sure that we set a good example. We'll be fully vaccinated and all that, but we want to make sure we're setting an example. When we're all side with other people, we'll do that, continue to keep our team safe. And um, I'll tell you the other thing I'm looking forward to is, uh, and I'll tell folks because I think masks are one of those things where it's like, when are we going to take them off? So uh, we've each had one dose. We take our masks off when we walk outside together and we're just around together. There you go. The end. And you know, the CDC will probably say the same thing soon. And uh, that's okay. It feels good. Springtime out. I know. So we'll see everybody later. 
Get your multi-pass. Multi-pass, multi-pass. We'll see you next week. Here is your moment of Zener.